Hi, I feel like a day now. It's me, Alan Smith, where we publish stories from the day's prison journal on Monday, August the 29th. Uh, so, front page of the paper today is a battle to defend city's Piper Alpha Memorial Garden. Um, a campaign that's fighting to halt a radical redesign of the Piper Alpha, Piper Alpha Memorial Garden have launched a bid for, a, uh, for the site to be given special protected status to make it more difficult to bring in changes. A member of the public, for has not been named, has sent an application to Historic Environment Scotland calling for the tribute at Hazelheath Park in Aberdeen to be given similar protection to the city's Duthie Park and the Royal Botanic Garden in Edinburgh. The application states over 5,000 people signed a petition calling for the garden to remain as is, which goes some way towards demonstrating the historical and social values that Aberdonians specifically place on the Piper Alpha Memorial Garden. They also mention the significance of the garden as a, a grave site as the ashes of unidentified victims are interred within the central memorial. Um, earlier this year, the Pound for Piper Trust unveiled plans to transform the garden that surrounds uh, Sue Jane Taylor's 31-year-old memorial to the 167 lives lost in the uh, 1988 North Sea Isle platform tragedy. Uh, almost immediately, there was backlash to the proposal for some of the Piper Alpha families for said they were not consulted and did not approve of the alterations. Um, the, the, the HES have said it is looking at the application and considering which type of designation, if any, would be the right would be right for the site. So, well, obviously a lot of upset caused by the the changes. Nothing going on here. So, uh, we'll see if as folk come back and say, and if it's uh, you know they think of it to be a protected site, then that's what they'll say, and it'll be. I think I would keep your families happy on uh, happy anyway. So, um, very difficult, um, and I wouldn't like to be the person making the decision. That's for sure. Now, here is the uh, urban gull problems is really all our own fault, says a doctor. Now, in the middle of the 20th century, all around the UK, a lot of herring gulls made a choice that would prove massively consequential for their descendants and city residents alike. In their tens of thousands, the birds flocked through the coastal regions and islands where their species had lived for millennia and found a new home among the shops, offices and housing estates of urban Britain. This was the age of the landfill. Uh, across the country, in volumes never seen before, household waste was being tossed in vast piles to decompose at a smell-proof distance for the nearest settlement, or um, maybe no smell-proof if it was uh, if you bed in Brigadon. Um, out of sight, out of mind. Uh, but for the landfillers didn't again, it was the opportunity that they were presenting for a bird that was used to fighting for scraps. It didn't take long for gulls for the coast to discover this unimaginable bounty and realise they could eat much more reliably for the diverse offerings of the rubbish heap than from their more traditional options on the seashore. In Fitchmere, the human activity around the nearby buildings meant the temperature in that area was a little higher and that combined with a lack of predators made it an ideal place to nest. Uh, we are still within a normal human lifespan of the great urban gull boom, but these days the birds are as familiar a sight in cities like Aberdeen as pigeons or sparrows. Um, and now they lay three eggs a year on average, so they can raise up to three chicks a year, and then the chicks tend to come back and breed in the same location they were hatched, said uh, Viola Ross Smith for the British Trust for Ornithology. If you're raising up to three chicks a year in the city, uh, and then the rack man back four or five years later to nest in the rooftops, and had their own chicks, 
you can see how the urban colony can really quickly take off. Uh, as seagulls breed at about five years old, that means 14 or more generations of them may have lived their entire lives in a particular town, village or city since the mid-century move, with the population increasing each time. Uh, they've also spread out, with the reports of herring gulls nesting as far inland as Bremar in Birmingham. God almighty. Well, there we go. And there's a, a, a diagram here, and it uh, shows you at uh, five years, uh, there's three eggs, and then in 10 years, that's nine, and then 15 years, 27, 20 years, a great hillock, 25 years, and even bigger hillock, uh, 30 years, a massive amount, and then in 20, 35 years, it just is unbelievable amount of gold. So, um, it is just... Um, and I can't fit them today because there is, there is literally hundreds of thousands of them uh, going about and they're just a flipping pest. But um, hopefully some clever clogs will come up with some solution. But uh, in the meantime, if you're having a poke of chips, um, guard them your life. Even if you're up in Bremar, Belora. Now, here is a prospect of blackouts is being glossed over. Um, it says the UK is facing the prospect of power blackouts this winter, an energy expert has warned. As he said, the UK government needed to find more cash to help people through this crisis. With the price cap now due to rise to £3,500 for October, London Energy Consultant Chief Executive David Cox said the mechanism was not protecting consumers in any way. He says folk will only get through this winter with the aid of government money, uh, he insisted, accusing politicians at Westminster of uh, glossing over the problem. Uh, Mr Cox said we, we're going to be short of gas in Europe for this winter, uh, that will drive prices potentially even higher. And not only that, we might be short of gas to the extent that we have blackouts. Uh, we don't have enough gas to uh, burn or mark electricity. And that is a serious problem the government are glossing over at the moment. So, well, cricky ass boys just follow good news, isn't it? If the prices wasn't bad enough, we won't even have any power. So, um, well, here's hoping by the time the new Prime Minister eventually gets in, they'll have some sort of plan ready made and uh, good to go. And we'll save everybody. And um, if it means the uh, government stumping up some cash to mean everybody uh, can uh, keep the lights on and the power on, well, that's what it might just have to be for a while, but um, that won't last forever, I'm sure. We'll see. Now, here is uh, a story about the uh, historians are stunned by a deer stalker's amazing Highland discovery. So, uh, as a loon, Duncan Mackenzie learned tales of his grandfather about his forebears who were among those cleared for a Highland village. Uh, many years later, he began literally unearthing the hidden history of Balblair from uh, far, he believed, 77 families, uh, possibly six to 700 folk, were evicted in 1819 and 1820. The arrival of more profitable sheep forced many abroad, while others, like his own ancestors, moved to inhospitable and less fertile land. Uh, archaeologists believe Balblair in Inverlale Glen, near Ullapool in Westeros, was once a very large settlement. Duncan's quest has since turned into a major local project, Lost Inverlale Finding Balblair, involving Ullapool Museum. Uh, a new documentary follows uh, Duncan's ongoing efforts to uncover the site, as well as his job as a deerstalker on the 5,000-acre um, Esk Brachhead Estate in Inverpolly. The one hour film to be broadcast on BBC Alba the Morn was made by Richard Els and Margaret Wicks of Newton Moore based adventure show productions. 
Um, Duncan is described as a naturalist, a stalker and historian. Um, he has also been a bobby, a butcher, a game dealer and has run a guest house. Um, his family has been connected to the area for generations and he describes himself as the last of the line. Um, so, well, he just says he crawled through woods on his hands and knees to find and record long abandoned buildings. He was encouraged to keep going when archaeologists said how important the site could be. In 2020, the project received a £68,000 grant um, for Historic Environment Scotland, alongside funding for Forestry and Land Scotland. Um, he kept recording his activities during the pandemic and targeted digs have been carried out with the help of local volunteers. So, as well as the soles of shoes, uh, bottles and buttons, the site has given up musket balls and a 5,000 year old piece of flint Duncan believes was used to skin rabbits. Um, evidence of an illicit still, it was also discovered in Inverleal Forest and was thought to have produced spirit on an industrial scale. Well, made do to have certainly like a like a drum up in that neck of the woods, but um, you know, hats off to the ham for it must be pains to come actually go and dig with that. And can you imagine a place of six, seven hundred folk just being put uh, your houses and delting somewhere else because there's sheep coming in? God almighty. Well, well, um, at least he's uh, you know, doing a great job in keeping the story alive and making sure that nobody forgets about what happened. Well done, him. Now here's a community cafe to aid children from Ukraine. So a church community-run cafe in the northeast village, which has raised almost eighteen thousand pound uh, for the work um, of West Mearns Parish over the years, is turning its attention today to helping U- Ukrainian kids ravaged by the war with Russia. The drop-in cafe in Fetarkern is hosting a fundraiser for UNICEF this morning for ten till uh, twelve. It was and this afternoon for two till four. Run by volunteers, the weekly event at the village's Kirk Hall attracts folk from across Aberdeenshire, Angus and beyond. Uh, Kirk elder Helen Thompson, uh, who is among the many locals to help run the cafe, said it's very well supported by folk from the village and surrounding area. Uh, every day we, we have uh, a puckle tourists from further afield for passing through, either on their way to Royal Side or to visit Fetterkean Distillery. We're very grateful for the generous donations to our popular bric-a-brac stall, which has been responsible for 500 of the £1,700 total raised so far this summer. Uh, UNICEF is currently working on the ground in Ukraine in the devastating, uh, as the devastating conflict continues. So the charity estimates about 5 million children are in desperate need of humanitarian assistance as a result of Vladimir Putin's invasion. So well well done to the uh, wifeys uh, and monies of Fetarkian for... Uh, you know, baking up all this stuff, and they say the first week they started, it was only made 11 50 but we're seen spread about and it turned into hundreds of pounds. So, um, yeah, excellent stuff by them, and there's a picture, and it looks a very cosy tea room, jam-packed with, uh, well, oh, there is a couple of monies there, but mostly wifey's sitting using for tea, but wifey's like to be, again. Drink tea and gossip. Now, just finish up with sport as normal, and then back page of paper today is, um, only wise up for Don's goal machine, Miofsky. So Aberdeen boss Jim Goodwin has put Scottish defences on notice, saying the best has yet to come from inform goal hero eh, Bojan Miofsky. Um, so this is obviously in the back of their um, absolute thrashing at Livingston on Saturday. Five now, and um, again, it's a pity Celtic good feel yesterday and scored nine, but um, overshadowing a wee bit. Eh? But um, nevertheless, after a wee bit of a rocky start, it's... Um, 
things are certainly on the up and up for Aberdeen, as we suspected and as we hoped. So let's hope it continues. That's the main thing. So come on, Aberdeen. Now, as me, Dunfrey announced, we publish stories out of today's Prison Journal on Monday, August the 29th, uh, 2022. And um, been a kind of an overcast day here in Aberdeen today with um, well, so from the spit of rain, a wee bit of drizzle, but never really come to McLean hanging. It's um, not too bad a night now, actually. It's been quite reasonable. But um, other all managed it kind of would sick things. Assure me that the end of week is going to be very, very fine indeed. So here's hoping because uh, uh, Snuggridge Ox is up at uh, Huntley Hearst this weekend and then we'll on Saturday and then we're at the Milton Akrathis Market on Sunday. So uh, busy, busy days ahead. <laughs> and um, here's hoping that. Um, there's plenty of folk turn off that places. Uh, plenty of folk would like oat cakes and so up there anyway. So, um, anyway, I hope I'll be here a tip-top weekend. And, um, uh, like as I say, hopefully you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, it'd be great if you could uh, think of two or three folk and let them care about it. And um, make sure they can far to find it, uh, how to subscribe and, uh, you know, try and get a puck on more folk on board. It would just be tip-top. In the meantime, thanks very much. Cheers now. Doodle the constitution, stick the front, the rules are them. Longfield, Nelfield, Manorfield and Tannerfield. Hearts of all the stories that you've made in a hand.